Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's thrice welcome. We're back. Summer off. How was your summer? You know, my summer was pretty good. Uh, I went to Hawaii. Now, where's that? It's in America. Is that annexed? It is not. It's the 50th state. That's why the show's called Hawaii Five-0. I'm confusing it with Guam, perhaps? Puerto Rico. Ah, PR. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. But yes, went to Hawaii, went to New Orleans for four days. That's one day too many. I think that's three days too many. <laughs> Just a one-day guy? That's a 24-hour That's a twenty-four hour stop, uh, especially if you don't go to jail, which I assume you didn't because I didn't hear about that. I did not. Uh, the, the amount of f- heavy food is a problem there. By well, the third night, you're like, I can't, I can't eat this anymore. Well, heavy people like heavy food. What, what are you saying? Well, I'm just saying there's a lot of fat people in New Orleans. <laughs> and you're saying I was one of those. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Not at all. Not at all. Well, that's good. You're dieting. You look good. You look you look like summer's treated you well. I've had to take a month off of everything. Food, <laughs> drink, all of it. Just because of the Hawaii-New Orleans combo I had for about a nine-day stretch there. Now, did you run into any USC recruits in Hawaii? I did not. I did not. What about Manti Teo? He was not there, nor was his trans catfish girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, Kukula? Yeah. I don't know. Le- I haven't watched that whole Le- thing. Kukula? Was it good? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, uh, it, it made me realize um, what all was going on behind the scenes, because as it was being reported by news outlets... Um, you were really left with one conclusion, which is, how could this guy be so stupid? And while there's still a hint of that, for sure, this at least tied a lot of loose ends up. Because I remember uh, hearing this story. I was in my office with with coworkers. And I think we spent three hours on trying to figure out, how did this even happen? <laughs> and if they had just produced a documentary at the time, I think that would have uh, cleared a lot of stuff up. I didn't know she faked her death and faked a coma. Yeah, both of those. Yeah, two things. Very weird. Yeah, three okay. strikes you're out. I I don't I don't know. Uh, but I do I do like Manti Teo. Uh, I like his story. I like his the perseverance part of the story is pretty solid. He was a hell of a good player in college. He really was, and you know that he just took all this baggage to the NFL and yeah. he just he doubted himself as one probably would. Is that a running back? Is that a screen that I'm seeing? <laughs> is or, that a man yeah. or a woman? Are there twelve men on the field? <laughs> I don't. I don't trust anything. Well, um, yeah. So we're back. Um, I should. We are renaming this podcast. It used to be. Here's the deal. So for all of our liter- listeners, we will still say. Here's the deal. There's no question. We will. Uh, I don't think that that's going to result in a cease and desist letter that we got from Kellyanne Conway's people <laughs> from her book. From the book. So uh, yeah, welcome to Linesight 2020. The podcast. Yeah, and, and we're obviously brought to you by Linesight 2020. That's linesight2020.com for subscribers. Uh, we've got a promotion going here right before football season starts. Uh, every new subscriber, one month free. So you go in, you sign up. It will charge your card. We'll refund it, though. It's all listed on the website, www.linesight2020.com. It's L-I-N-E-S-I-G-H-T-2020. For those people that don't know how to spell. And if you need to learn how to uh, bet, you can just email Scott at Scott at Linesight 2020. Scott at Scott. Scott at Scott. (laughs) 
<laughs> but yes, we are back uh, with the Line Sight 2020 podcast here. We are going to talk about uh, the end of the golf season. What a great uh, finish for the PGA Tour. They get two of the best players in the world uh, on down to the last hole at the Tour Championship at Eastlake. And uh, the ball went in the stands. <laughs> it just ricochets off Rory's the Rory's approach shot goes into the hospitality uh, grandstand on 18. It just banked off of it. It didn't go in it. It looked like people were ducking pretty, pretty seriously. <laughs> I'm sure they there. were as the golf ball's flying down below their feet. Um, I, I, I enjoyed uh, the playoffs, and, and we as a company enjoyed it quite a bit, as did our subscribers, because... The final tally on the PGA Tour season, plus 101.06 units. Let me tell you something, folks. That's our goal for one calendar year across all sports cumulatively. Yeah, so if you're a $100 better, so you bet your unit is $100, uh, our goal is to, for the year, uh, that's NCAA football, NFL football, NCAA basketball, Major League Baseball, and the PGA, uh, our goal is to get you over 100 units, so that would be $10,000 for your investment of $200 a month, 2400 bucks. So you get a 4x4x four, four four return. Uh, and, and this year, Brendan, uh, plus 177 units from football to football. That's pretty good. Very salty. So we'll talk PGA uh, a little bit. We will do, of course, the staple mystery top five. Did you do any mystery top fives over the summer? I did not do any mystery top fives over the summer. I didn't really either, and uh, that's probably why I felt a little bit of a void. Yeah, you there. needed one. It's it, good. It's good for your mind. It's good debate. It's good debate. Uh, we will talk then about Major League Baseball. We're up thirty-two point five two units. Thirty-two units. Then we will get into the first week slate. I'm sorry. The second week slate of NCAA football because week zero is the stupidest term that anyone's ever come up with. There's no such thing as week zero. You either are playing or you are not playing. Well, 13 games last weekend. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's not preseason. Did the record count? Scott Frost wishes it was zero. <laughs> he, does. Week. he wants just a week one from now on. So we'll get into NCAA football at the end. Talk about some nice uh, lines out there and uh let's get into it so obviously we talked a little bit about the uh finish at at east lake roy mcelroy i mean i didn't think he had a chance well you know my name is rory and i like to do drawings <laughs> i think it's simon that's okay okay so rory comes from behind scheffler really little wheels off uh which is so funny because he starts sunday they finish the third round and he birdies four of the five holes he plays and you're like, oh, my God, he's going to run away with this thing. I thought he was going to run away with it, too. He had all the good mojo going into, and then he sat on it, right? And he sat on his six-shot lead for whatever, how many hours they sit on it over at the PGA Tour for 30 people to tee off. Sahith Thigala teeing off by himself, I believe, on Sunday? Well, there was uh, somebody teed oh, off. O'Connors was playing by himself Sunday. And and somebody teed off uh, each day by themselves because you had the Zalatoris uh, spine Injury. We wish him a speedy recovery, especially because he had won us so many units the prior week. Two weeks. Yes, we hit every winner in the playoffs. In the playoffs, That's every amazing. single one of them. That's pretty good. 
Uh, we bad. want more playoffs. No in doubt. Golf. Uh, did that that hit us six winners on the PGA Tour season? Six winners, and I think we had either four or five seconds. I mean, that doesn't win any money, but hey, we're right there. Right. Right. We're really close. We like what we're doing. Yeah. So plus 101 units. Um, anything you're taking away from the PGA Tour other than Liv's taking all the players away? Um, I don't think Liv will take all the players away. Uh, it's a very interesting thing to follow every single week. Um, Liv will, in essence, get fired up now because the PGA Tour season is over and we've got this little... Uh, middle ground before the President's Cup uh, begins, which, of course, the President's Cup captain Trevor Immelman is kicking off all the guys who are live guys. Uh, so are they playing? They're playing live to live tournaments now. Yeah. Live tournament will start. Uh, I can't remember if it's this weekend or if it's next weekend, because I don't care. Um, I'm not one of the 78,000 people that have watched. I, I just like the story. I think it's a fun story to follow. I don't fault any of the guys for going. I understand they all have their reasons. Uh, I'm just not going to watch it because it's college football season and uh, playoff chase baseball, and it's a lesser than product. Agree. Uh, I hate the format, although we were talking to our young friend Jamie Crawford, uh, who owns our current studio setup, I guess, (laughs) and he was saying that they might go to some sort of Formula One type uh, format where it's team titleist or team tailor made, which I kind of like that better. That makes a little more sense than like, oh, Pat Perez and three good golfers are kicking everyone's rear end. Like, well, they all had super. names. They had little team names like you know the Destroyers and the Barbarians. That's and, wow, that's dumb. Yeah, I, I again, all of this is it's it's kind of like fantasy football, but golf. <laughs> With team names and what if we draft this way and it's just putting putting from the rough is that one <laughs> is that one team name? <laughs> uh, I think Jamie Crawford puts from the rough, um, but not. I will say that it's not really compelling. I have no reason to watch, and I have yet to really find anybody that's following along uh, with this and at in, all in, in any respect whatsoever. Uh, again, I don't guys if. They want to go to live golf. Adios. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Well, that wraps up another PGA Tour season. Our what a first great, amazing one. What a great season of PGA Tour. Yeah, no doubt. It was exciting. I, I, it was my favorite favorite one that I've ever watched for sure. Well, and because um, we won a lot of money. For and because people. we won, won a lot of money. Let's don't lose sight of that. But in addition, so many finishes, playoffs, emergence of uh, great players, um, and just a, kind of a consistently uh, the winner circle was all peppered with really solid talent. Yeah. I mean, there was solid talent that didn't reach the winner circle. Uh, great, great season on the PGA, but uh, it's uh, in the books until they start again in November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we don't get into just for those looking to, I mean, we, we uh, basically start, our, our PGA picks with the waste management. Yeah. Okay. Did we do that this year? Yeah. I thought we did the Sony. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, look for the waste management tour where our friend Scotty Scheffler will be the defending champion there in Phoenix during Super Bowl weekend, right? In Arizona, all yeah. together. I think we're giving away something. For yeah, that. sure. All right. Um, so now, 
we go to the mystery top five. And for you folks out there that don't remember the format, Brendan brings a top five of his own. Uh, He says, okay, now you give me your top five of the same category. I bring my own top five. We don't talk to each other beforehand uh, around this particular topic. And uh, we'll go about it. So would you like to start or me? Uh, I will be fine to start off here. My uh, mystery top five. Top five dumbest songs, non-country. Did you catch that? Top five dumbest songs, non-country. You can't do country. Because they're all dumb? That's it. That is its own thing. (laughs) And I think that that is really hard to to narrow down. So top five dumbest songs. You can use that in any category you want. Non-country. Okay. The Macarena. I do not have that, although I do believe it is quite a dumb song. Okay. Um, what's that? Uh, Chumba Wumba. Ooh. Tub that, thumping. Tub thump. That, that's, Tub thumping. That's when the guy gets knocked down. Yeah, and he gets back up again. Oh, so it's like Manti Teo. Yeah. Okay. And I would walk 500 miles. I don't have either of those two <laughs> songs. Both. Both pretty dumb. Worthy. Uh, Chumbawamba, it's got a little something. You know, it's not really played on the radio. Yeah, okay. I, I don't hear it. I that. like this song, personally. But that, you think this that is going to be in the list? Uh, we Built This City. I see that on a lot of lists. We I like built, that song. I think it's super dumb. Oh. Oh. A phone okay. is ringing. <laughs> a phone is ringing. I, I will tell you this. I, I It is a stupid song. But it's catchy enough to not get in my top five, for okay. sure. It, it wasn't even considered. Okay. Um, uh, that's three. Let's go with dumb songs. I'm just going to say Africa by Toto. It's not a bad song, though. Africa is, is, a, is pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> like, what's our scale of dumbness here? Yeah, that's tough to... Rank again because I just came up with this. <laughs> now, Africa, dumb songs. Africa, uh, my freshman told me that that was a dumb song. Okay, and I feel like if he thinks that that's a dumb song, it's pretty much a dumb song. He's an old soul. He prefers Huey Lewis in the news, the Billy Joel's of the world. Okay, I feel like he's kind of honed in on this. He thinks it's pretty dumb, and we have to change it when it uh, when it comes on. So it is dumb. Again, I, I just feel like I have five here that just blow those out of the way. All right, I'm just going to go. My last one's going to be any song on TikTok. They're all stupid. Okay. Just any song. There is a, there is a, half the time I hear a song and I'm like, what is this song? Why do you guys know this song? Oh, we heard it on TikTok. I learned it on TikTok. That's the, it's a big thing now. We with, should be on TikTok. Oh, we should be on TikTok. I think we're a little long for that, though. What does that mean? I think they're, they have a time limit on their videos. Oh. We could post clips. Okay. You have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, but let me get a TikTok account. A line side TikTok account. That's coming up next. I don't know what a what a TikTok. I know you don't. All right. What are your top five dumbest songs non country? Number five. This is gonna be indisputable. The safety dance by <laughs> men without hats. Okay. Come on, Eileen. No, I'm good. Uh number four. <laughs> she doesn't want that. Number four, No Rain by Blind Melon. Mm. 
I love that song. You know, my wife loves that song too, or she at least likes it. But I think I've I've convinced her that it's it's pretty bad. It's uh, a guy who's clearly depressed. Both the video's dumb. Yeah, yeah, with the bumblebee chick. <laughs> yeah, real dumb. But also, uh, it's very oversynthesized. Okay. A lot of wow. Can't yeah. stand that. I don't like uh, the look of this guy. He's kind of like a poor man's Ozzy Osbourne looking guy. <laughs> How could you? How could you be a poor man's Ozzy Osbourne? He's already the poor man's anything. The blind melon guy? <laughs> no, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne's rich. He looks terrible. Yeah, but he's looked terrible since he was thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're that's saying hard he's. Living. Yeah, you're saying he's. he's I a, think. He's I think l- the, dumb looking. I just think the lyrics of this are okay. terrible, and I don't like blind melon. Anytime it's on the radio, boom, you're off. Change. Okay. Number three. Okay. Hotel California by the Eagles. Hate it. Hate it bad. Have always hated it. That's um, a bad take. It's not a bad take. It's a terrible song. Do you not like the Eagles at all? There's pl- No, I actually do like some of their songs. Kyle Patterson hates the Eagles. There's plenty of room. Like the cab driver in Big at Lebowski. The Hotel California. There's plenty of room on the bus that thinks that song sucks. All right, fine. Uh, number two. Okay. Now... This I just narrowed down because it could have been any number of these jelly beans. Any song by Nickelback, terrible, just awful. This is they're a Dallas band, right? No, they're not. They're Canadian. Okay, <laughs> I thought they were. His name's Kroger, and that's in Dallas. I thought that. Uh, I think that's a Cincinnati company. Actually, it is a Cincinnati company. Uh, I thought Nickelback. Who am I thinking of? That's Dallas. Creed. It's. Dallas is Dallas owns Creed. I don't know. They did the halftime show one time at Thanksgiving. That was pretty funny. Oh yeah, they Scott did do Stapp. That. Uh, Nickelback. I really did think they were uh, from Dallas. Hey, here's the deal. I uh, liked Nickelback and I still like them. Well, they suck. And look at uh, this photograph. That's photograph is number two. <laughs> is it really? Photograph is number two. <laughs> if I hear it come, on, look at this photograph. <laughs> I am. It is out. very country. Like thematic, right? It's like telling a kind of a silly, dumb story. I still like it. No one looks at photographs. I like that song. I don't care. We all have phones. All right, go ahead. And they suck. Number one. Number one. I'll die on this hill. Dude looks like a lady <laughs> by Aerosmith. <laughs> that is what started this mystery top five. Is it? I'm driving into the office this morning. And that's what comes on. You're going to drive away our trans audience. Um, I don't even think that song's about uh, Well, it's trans. not. It was released in like 1980. So you, do you think that they were ahead of their time? Yeah. I don't. That was a predictive song, really. I think it's the stupidest thing with a terrible beat. It's just idiotic across the board. It's really, really bad. I don't like songs that repeat the chorus over and over and over. They just say dude looks like a, they say it a lot in that yeah. song. Yeah. So that's, that's a good. It. I like that. That's 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 my top five. Okay. My mystery top five. This is very, very relevant to the summer. No good. And this man has so many good movies. This is gonna be a hard one. Top five Liam Neeson. Tom Cruise movies. Oh, uh, jeez. Uh, he has got such a catalog. Of incredible, how has he not won an award? He's he won like a Golden Globe for Born on the Fourth of July, and that's it. He won uh, Best Scientologist he, of the Year. 
<laughs> every year. Yeah, that's he true. should have like ten Oscars. Ten, <laughs> I think so. I listed out ten movies that he's the best actor of that year for sure. So he's Tom Brady of acting. Yeah, hundred percent. And he never even gets nominated. You know how stupid you sound, and I'm not going to say that this is a bad take, though. That's what you said about Hotel California. It's because it was. Okay, go ahead. Give me your top five uh, no Tom particular Cruise order. movies. Correct. No particular order. The Firm. Firm. Great, great movie. Did not make my top five. I've rewatched that movie in the last two months. I would hire Mitch McDeer to go with me uh, to the Caymans anytime. You like the uh, honesty of Mitch McDeer? I do, and uh, I like that he he comes from uh, you know a hardworking blue collar background, and then becomes a lawyer. Getting stepped right out of all the right moves, right into the firm. Yeah, well, you just took another great Tom Cruise movie. (laughs) There's so many of them. Go ahead. So I will say that (sighs) a few good men has to be on there. Number two on my list. I love that movie. Did you order a Code Red? <laughs> I have not ever ordered a Code Red, no. Did you ever check the... That movie is so good. The flight log? It, it overcomes Demi Moore. Like, that's how good that movie... That's how good his acting is. Um, the whole... I mean, we quote, You're a lousy goddamn softball player, Jack. <laughs> that's very true. I quote that movie all the time. That's a great film. Fantastic. My number two. All right. So I'm I'm at two. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, I love me some Color of Money. Okay. With Paul Newman. Color of Money. It's a great film. Number six on my list. Just outside. You the probably top five. forgot about it. It's it's right here. I got a whole list. Oh, I, I think it came out in like 1986. It's a fantastic movie. Followed uh, the sequel to The Hustler. The Hustler. That's right. Great Paul Newman Fast movie. Eddie Felsen. Uh, Paul Newman and uh, what's his name? Jamie, uh, who's the fat guy that's in that movie? Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Great movie. When you said Jamie, I was like, Jamie's gotten way too much airtime already on this (laughs) program. Yes, for sure. Uh, I love, I mean, I know you want me to say Top Gun. I don't want you to say anything. You say So, one more more question, though. This is not a hard question. Is it the movie or his acting performance in the movie? No, no, top five Tom Cruise movies. Oh, well, it's Top Gun, then. Okay. I don't think I don't think he was so great as an actor in the movie. Tied for number six in my movies. <laughs> They're all tied for number six. Uh, Did not make the list, unfortunately. I like the sequel. Uh, it's still probably too soon to elevate it to top five status. Number one is is Top Gun Maverick on my list. That's number one, dude. That movie's incredible. Do you have recency bias? No. I think I've watched all of these movies. I think I've had some sort of Tom Cruise on the brain since I saw Top Gun Maverick. All right. So twice in the theater. Okay. So it's number one, huh? Yeah. That was short order. (laughs) If you haven't seen this movie, listeners, you do need to see it. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, I will take Cocktail. Cocktail. Excellent movie. Not on my list. Yep. I mean, I, I. Shouldn't surprise you. Um, great you, bartender story. I'm going to give you one more. Since, and are you taking Top Gun Maverick? Or are you saying no? That's not it. Not I, took, not make I just top took five. Top Top. Just gun. regular Top Gun. Regular or yeah, original okay. Top one more. Gun. Um, I will take. 
really want to say all the right moves, but that's mm, kind of already it's okay. Kind of already talked about it. Yeah. Um, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, number three on my list. Okay. He so has you, a lot of integrity in that movie. You've hit. You've hit three of my top five. Because, but he's got so many good movies. Yeah, he really, he really does. So, Born on the Fourth of July, where I talked about. We did not talk about Born on the Fourth. Well, of July. I, I said that he okay. we won a Golden Globe for that. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Rain Man, also a good movie. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Tropic Thunder, where he's a bit player. I yeah. So I'm, I was fat producer at the end. I think they're making another one. Oh yeah, I think so too. Yeah, great movie. All right, my number five is. Mission Impossible 3. Better than the first two. So the last, yeah, the last three or four Mission Impossibles have been really good. Ghost Protocol, Fallen, uh, Rogue Nation. Those are all good movies. I like Mission Impossible 3 because it also includes the great Philip Seymour Hoffman as a bad guy. He's He's a fantastic bad guy. He's dead, right? He's very dead. Drugs. Drugs, man. Man. Number four on my list. Risky Business. Ah, very good. That's a great movie. Good call. Just a good, good early Tom Cruise. Uh, others, uh, Tied for Sixth, Days of Thunder. Thought about that. Yeah. Thought about doing some Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise, uh, Eyes Wide Shut also. This one you may not have seen because you're not a, a, a film a file like I am. Edge of Tomorrow. Never you heard seen of that it. movie? Never heard of it. That movie's great. You need to go watch it. It's uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Uh, oh, okay. so it's fairly new then, right? More recent, yeah, last ten years. Is Emily or so. Blunt the one that's married to uh, John Krakowski? Yeah, yeah Krasinski? she's also in that movie, A Quiet Place. I love that movie. She's smoking hot. Okay, all right. That's my that's my mystery top five. Thank you very much for playing. Well done. I like it's, Tom Cruise. Of course, the mystery top five. All right, let's get back into sports. What do you got? Let's talk about the major leagues. Of baseball, where the Yankees are sliding. I forget, we did talk about this on our test podcast uh, the other day, where just the all these playoff teams get swept over the weekend. It's like mm-hmm. they don't want to be there. I don't know why. Toronto well, gets swept. Well, it's the dog days of August. Uh, St. Louis still playing well. I will tell you, so we're, we hold two futures tickets. Mm-hmm. You can buy these, uh, by the way, if you're listening, because they were bought, uh, I don't know, Two months ago, uh, we own a ticket on the Mariners at forty to one mm-hmm. to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. We own a ticket on the St. Louis Cardinals at thirty-six to one to win. Solid, very, very good plays there. Uh, of course, we will have a hedge uh, component in place once we get to the postseason for those teams. But I would take, as of right now, last day of August, any of the National League teams over any of the American leagues teams to win it all Mets Dodgers Mets Dodgers cards cards there's your easy one two three lineup you know I feel like the cards need pitching I mean Wainwright's pitching great Jordan Montgomery's pitching great who they got from the Yankees I guess the Yankees didn't need him yeah obviously um who else do they have who's on who else is on their staff they got a great closer Helsley they have the Wainwright did you already yeah you already you already mentioned him Flaherty's hurt Flaherty is hurt uh, but they've had guys step up. I mean, they've kind of got one of those rotations that is that's just good chemistry. Dan Quisenberry. He's not on it. John Tudor is also not to be found. Uh, 
in their lineup uh, of pitchers. But I, I do think Dakota Hudson's been pretty serviceable. Miles yeah. Michaelis. Always such an okay. Un, such an unstable. He almost threw a no hitter several weeks ago. Yeah. Um, they're good. They yeah. got a good they got a good thing going. Um in their in their offenses is really clicking. What team do you think we've made the most money on this year? Mm. I think the Mariners are probably up there. Because they weren't expected to be great, but you know, here they are in the wild card chase for sure. We're on the Indians quite a bit. Yeah. Because they've been a you know, they're leading their division, but they've been a dog quite a bit because they have such a low payroll and they don't really have any superstars other than Jose Ramirez. So that's been a good uh good money maker for us. Uh I also think that probably the Dodgers have made us quite a bit as well because they've won so many games, even though their odds aren't great. Yeah. They cover lines. They cover run lines all the time. Yeah, I think, you know, important uh, Major League Baseball gambling tip here. A, we make a ton of money betting baseball because there's a ton of value there. We've talked about this before where people just don't bet baseball that much. They bet a lot of football, but they don't bet baseball, which is a, a great value for us. And, you know, we're not going to give out a minus 165 line Probably ever. I gave out a 160 line last night. Okay. It's at one time. <laughs> and guess what happened? They lost. It did. Yeah. So my point being, uh, plus money dogs on the money line, plus money dogs on the run line, uh, even uh, bets if they're not plus money. That's typically what we're playing in, in, in Major League Baseball. That's right. Yeah. Um, what about the AL? Any notes that you want to run through other than the Yankees are collapsing? Uh, Aaron Judge hit his 51st home run last night, and it's August. Guy hits a lot of home runs. He really just smokes the ball. Does he get to 65 home runs? That would be a lot. I don't think he's going to get to 65. Is he going to break Maris's record? I think he'll break Maris's record. I think he'll stop just just shy of 65. Who's the guy in the AL with the most? Is it Maris? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Sosa and McGuire and Bonds all NL. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, he becomes the first player, I believe, in the AL to hit 50 home runs before September 1st. That's right. That's amazing. My guess was Roy Hobbs, but I f- feel like I was wrong. Was Tom Cruise in that? No. Oh. That's uh, gonna be my next mystery top five. Is top five Robert Redford movies? Oh, that'd be a hard one. That's a really long career. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the Astros. Assuming they get Verlander back, <laughs> the last rows. Uh, assuming they get Verlander back, they'll represent the AL in the World Series. You think? I do. Framber Valdez and Justin Ver- Verlander lead the AL in ERA. That's pretty good. Uh, they have to have Verlander. He's yeah. the key to everything. He's got a calf problem. Uh, he does not have a wife problem. No, he does not. Good for him. Uh, AL AL-MVP. Central. AL Central. Let's give it to the Tribe. Okay. We'll always refer to them as the Tito Indians Francona. or the Tribe. Tito Francona. Just really still good. a great manager. Really solid. Yeah. Uh, White Sox are they're done. They've got nothing. Well, they they've something happened to Tony Russo. <laughs> I'm not sure what, but he didn't manage last night. He was told to go home. He was napping in the, in the dugout a couple weeks ago. He had too much to drink. That is no question about that. Um, but I do think I think Seattle's going to make it. And the real, best real quick on the White Sox. Okay. Has he ruined that team? I mean, for this year, obviously. I mean, they're a good team. They got a lot of pieces. 
I just think it's really hard for a manager to ruin a baseball team. Yeah. What, I don't what think if he's passing out drinks? I don't think it's like football where you've got 16 games and everything really is heightened yeah. per game. Uh, I think baseball, you just got to survive the, the losing streaks and figure out ways to bounce back. And that guy's a grinder anyway. So I doubt it. Um, Lucas Giolito being terrible has hurt the White that, Sox. That's been pretty bad. Yeah. That's been pretty bad. Um, yeah, their pitching's not good, and their their hitting's not really good. They're just not that good. Yeah, uh, uh, I right. do like the Seattle Mariners though to to make a wild card. Spot. Added Luis Castillo at the trade break, and I would really like to trade see break. I like the trade break. <laughs> uh, I, I would really like that. to see the Orioles in there. Yeah, right. That's a pretty fun story, no doubt. Um, and they're right there, right yeah. in the thick of it. So yeah, AL's AL's fun. Every everybody seems to be pretty fun. The Rangers are not fun. Nope. Not much uh to go on there. They have uh let John Daniels go of his responsibilities. Our and, friend Chris Young takes over. And Chris Woodward, not to be confused with Chris Woodard. Yep, that's is, not the same person. Is uh also not employed by them anymore. Uh, they let Dallas Keiko pitch the other <laughs> night. <laughs> I was in attendance at that game. And how many chances has Dallas Keiko gotten to be a pitcher? And he's terrible every time this season. A lot, three. So bad. I wonder whose turn it is next. No doubt. Um, and then uh, jumping over to the NL, I don't like where the Padres are headed. They've gambled big, and they do not look so good, Jim. They are currently the last wild card spot. That's right. A game and a half up on the Brewers. So Milwaukee's interesting-ish as well. Like, I don't know. Yelich needs to play better, but he hasn't played well in three years. And, you know, whatever. Two years. Um, Aaron Judge, MVP? Easy. Yeah. All right. So, uh, oh, yeah. Let's talk Goldschmidt, Arenado. Goldschmidt might win the Triple Crown. I did not uh, realize how close he was. Arenado's pretty close, too. Jeez. They're both kind of sitting there uh, in the middle of that. Uh, probably Goldschmidt. Probably lean Goldschmidt. Okay. Uh, but as I said the other day, Arenado plays third base. Goldschmidt plays first base. Is that Does that reconcile with voters? It's tough to say. I think you can always throw Trey Turner in there, too. Okay, better, better third baseman. Adrian Beltre or Nolan Arenado? Mm. And are they the two best third basemen of all time? They're probably not better than Brooks Robinson. You don't think? Probably not. As an overall player? As an overall, yeah, better hitters for yeah. sure. Um, I just thought you were talking, I thought we were talking more defense. Um, Mike Schmidt, pretty, oh, yeah. pretty Mike awesome. Pretty good. Uh, I'll, Man, that's a really good question on Arenado and Beltre. I'll give Beltre the nod just because he's a longer, longer career. And he never played with a cup. Uh, that's true. That's hardcore. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Major League Baseball. Plus 32 units uh, this year so far. Check out all of our performance. Uh, all of our picks are out there. www.linesite2020.com. Now we'll get into a bit of the meat. Week two, college football. <laughs> Week two go, week two go. Lots of interesting lines. Lots of actually pretty good games uh, this week for kind of an opening week. Although we we've seen this the last what five years or so. There's a top ten, top fifteen matchup. 
a couple of them. Big big programs signing n- good non-conference deals. Yeah. Uh, which pretty soon there won't be such thing as a non-conference because <laughs> everybody will be in the same conference. Uh, direction of college football sucks. Yeah, it's there's not cool. no other take uh, for that. Uh, if you think it's the other, the answer is the other way, then you just like NFL football. That's what that means. That should tell you something. Because and that's, that's fine. what college football is now. That's what right. You're uh, so we're paying players. We're making giant conferences. It's uh, yeah. There's people transferring. I, I saw a guy transferred like a month ago, and then just transferred again last week. Yeah, that's right. That's that ridiculous. North Carolina guy. Yeah, maybe it was something like that. Um. All right, so what do you got? You got Thursday night football for real, what I would call for real, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because this is – There's football. We're recording this uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, West Virginia at Pitt in the backyard brawl, okay. which I don't think they've played since 2011. That doesn't seem like it's a very good backyard brawl then. Uh, yeah, so these guys may be completely unfamiliar with the hatred – that used to uh, go on with the annual uh, rivalry game. Uh, you've got Pittsburgh favored by seven and a half points at home, and they do not have the Kenny Pickett, and they do not have Addison playing wide receiver because he also likes to transfer USC and go play for the Lincoln Riley. All right, you got a seven and a half point line. What are you thinking on that? Well, I know you kind of like West Virginia in this one. For me, it's West Virginia had a lot of transfers out and in and in, but more, uh, I think, production left than came. Uh, and so it's an OK line to me. It's currently seven and a half open Ooh, six and a half. I love that hook. Yeah, that hook's nice. Um, I mean, no Kenny Pickett. I don't really like Pat Narduzzi as a coach in general. Um Kenny Pickett looks pretty good. He looked pretty good in the preseason. I mean, what are you going to say about that? But he uh, he was a lot of their offense. Are you saying... Kenny and the Bolitnikoff Award winner was a lot of their offense also. So are you saying that Kenny Pickett leaves a big hole? Or are you yeah. saying... Yeah. Okay. Typically when quarterbacks leave, they do that. But Kenny Pickett seems to have left a bigger hole. My point being, it seemed like they should have been better actually with Kenny Pickett. They and maybe Keaton Slovis. They get Keaton oh, yeah, Slovis from, from USC. USC. Gotcha. So it really depends on what do you think about Keaton Slovis. Um, he was fine. All those USC quarterbacks that everyone get got injured, and then the next guy stepped up, and he was like, okay. Yeah, and they're like, he stepped oh, in for the... JT Daniels once JT Daniels went down. Um, I think JT it's gonna... Daniels at West Virginia. JT Daniels is at West Virginia. So these two former USC quarterbacks will be squaring off against each other. In a matchup that's on the other side of the country. <laughs> uh, soon, uh, USC will be playing on the other side of the country, also against Rutgers. That's so. right, in Piscataway. Now, uh, the other game that I am well, really... Give me, a, give me a lean on that one. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a West Virginia lean, for You're sure. plus 7.5 West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the other game, gonna we're going to do Big Ten Conference game right out of the chute. Just like last week. Uh, Penn State goes to West Lafayette to play, play the Boilermakers. And uh, the Boilermakers at home at night catching three and a half against the always underachieving Penn State. James Franklin, 10-year contract, led Penn State in any lines. Uh, that's right. You know, 
Purdue's great in these upset scenarios. But it is the first week, and so that feels a little different. Who'd they beat last year? Uh, they beat Michigan State last yeah. year when Michigan State was, was undefeated. undefeated. Yeah. Uh, that was a big win. Uh, and I think they followed that up by absolute, getting absolutely pummeled by Ohio State. I think that's, that, was, that was how <laughs> yes. that momentum went. Um, but Purdue had a nice season last year, 8-4. and four, mm-hmm. uh, lost, Kind of lost the games that you would think that they would lose. And uh, they played that crazy game in the bowl. I think it was the Music City Bowl against Tennessee. Yep. That was like – 150 points scored. I know we were on the over in that, and I think we, I think we had Purdue money line too. I believe we did. Uh, that was a big game for us. So we had a great bowl season. I like I like the Boilermakers in this. They returned some starters um, that were key. They lose Karloftis to the NFL draft. That's that's a bit of a hole. But Penn State just sort of bleh to me. They don't really score a lot of points and. I think in a game like this, they're going to need to put some points on the board if they're going to if they're going to cover. I know that everybody's very high on Sean Clifford at at Penn State, the big red hurt. dog, the big red dog, <laughs> Sean Clifford. Um, I'm I'm just not that sold on him, and uh, I mean he's fine. He'll probably make you know third team All Big Ten. Do they still have that little fast guy, Noah, whatever his name is, Cindergard. <laughs> He was like a guy that got hurt. He transferred. Noah he Spencer, maybe. No, I forget. I don't know. Kijana Carter. He'd be the, He would be almost as old as Kijana Carter. I think at this point, he's been there so long. Um. All right. Lean Purdue. Lean in Purdue. I like. I. I we might play. We might play Purdue. I'm kind of leaning dogs. Hey, it's free for a month uh, when you sign up. So come on in. Uh, the water's warm. www.linesite2020.com. You'll see that Purdue pick. I would guess maybe up uh, posted. Yep. Uh, anything else tomorrow night that uh, uh, tickles your fancy? Tennessee minus thirty-five against <laughs> Ball State. I don't. I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. There's uh, some look-ahead action going here. I mean, in Texas and Louisiana Monroe. There's some look-ahead. Um, Oklahoma State uh, minus twenty-two against Central Michigan at home. I wouldn't mind seeing the Chippewas hang in there for a little bit. Love me some Chippewa. Colorado, TCU minus 13 and a half now at altitude. I know you kind of like Colorado here. Yeah. I would like 14 better. Um, it may it may be at 14 by the time it kicks off. You got Sonny Dykes as a uh, first-time coach at TCU. Says he's going to play all three quarterbacks in his stable, uh, which I think is unstable uh, to do that. And maybe he just assumes they're going to get out to such a big lead that he can do that. I don't know. Uh, what the plan is? I just you know until I see TCU kick somebody around a little bit, I'm, I don't think that they're covering thirteen and a half on the road. The altitude to me is the most interesting part of this handicap. Of course, it's the first the only game of the season. They're coming from Texas, where it's been hotter than a two peckered goat. Ask Ask A and M how that worked out last year. Yeah, right. Uh, and then thirteen and a half points is a lot of points. Uh, the other game Friday night of interest, Illinois. Coming back from Ireland and their uh, – wait, they didn't play in Ireland. They, 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 they didn't. <laughs> they played it against uh, Wyoming at home. Hello. Yeah, that's uh, not Ireland. No. I think you're confusing Big Ten schools. I am. Illinois beat Wyoming handily last Saturday. They are at Indiana. Indiana, a three-point home favorite. So uh, there was some chatter around what's better, playing a game, quote-unquote, week zero – 
or not playing a game week zero and having an extra week to prepare, I guess. And the against the spread statistics since 2015, there's been 79 scenarios of a FBS team playing another FBS team. One of them played week zero. One of them did not. The team that did not play a game, 50 and 29 against the spread. So 63%. So that, that's Indiana in this particular scenario. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting stat. You did like Illinois a little bit in this game, plus uh, the points. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm tending to not go away from a 63% trend. Well, I mean, it's a small-ish sample size of 79 games. but We're well, going to have to play all of those scenarios if you're going to hit 63%. That's true. Let's do that. Let's don't say we did. <laughs> there's, there's 10 of those particular scenarios. Uh, I will not list them on this podcast, but you can certainly find them. Uh, so Saturday, the big boy week one, uh, lots of good games. Let's go Oregon, Ohio State. Well, they're not playing, so that's going to be an issue. <laughs> What if we did? What if we did this? <laughs> Who are they what, if we, what if Oregon played Georgia? Oh, Georgia, that's right. And Notre Dame played Ohio State. I guess I'm still How thinking that, about the Oregon beating Ohio State last year. <laughs> and are they playing in some sort of other uh, United Kingdom location? Right, why don't you take the lead and tell me which game you want to talk about? It, it, it involves Ohio State. Why don't you just tell me the name of the game you want to bet on? Uh, let's go with Notre Dame at the Horseshoe. To kick things off, everybody wants to anoint the Buckeyes in the college football playoff. I get it. C.J. Stroud. Stroud. Njuko Nwoko. (laughs) (laughs) How about Travion Henderson? You could go on and on and on. Um, That line is 17 and a half. That's big. Seems like a lot of points. You know who covers a lot is Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a new coach. Yeah, but he coached in that bowl game. He did, and he's their defensive coordinator, which makes me tingle. And he played linebacker at Ohio State. Ooh, extra revenge. Uh, he also said this week he he was told by reporters that the line was 17 and a half, and he was like, oh, well, I'm putting that up in the bulletin board. You're like, yes. How would someone not know what the line is? These coaches all do this all the time. Oh, I didn't know we were favorites. You know, Saban does it all the time. Those Ooh. are those are lies. Yeah, I know it's silly, but the point being, he's like that's bulletin board material I, and a defense. I mean, I love this. I love this game. I think I think Notre Dame uh, is game. Uh, I think Ohio State's very very good, but they're kind of soft. I mean, they've shown to be kind of soft, particularly on defense, and um, I think I think that. CJ is going to get his numbers, and Henderson's going to get his numbers, but I think Notre Dame is going to hang with them. Well, I think in a legitimately weird game last year, Oregon went to Ohio State and won. Yep. And and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I think that Ohio State got up like 10 nothing, 14 nothing, and then Oregon just said, well, all right, we're playing you guys. Yeah. And, and then they ran it down their throat. And they ran it down their throat. That's exactly right. Tommy Vardell. He played at Stanford. <laughs> And uh, so you got the Pac-10, right? What was that guy's name? They're running back. It's like Vernell or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what um, I was going for. Yeah, yeah. Verrill or... Yeah, yeah that's right. It's a V name. Yeah, I know. I'm smart. Uh, it wasn't touchdown Tommy, though. Love Notre Dame plus 17 and a half. So while on the subject of Oregon, okay. they're getting 17 and a half. 
against Georgia. They are. And that just seems to me to be complete recency bias right there. Uh, Where is that game? That game is at 2.30 on ABC. Uh, where is it? it <laughs> not, is, not on your television. I mean physically the location of the game. I believe it's in Atlanta. Okay, it's that kind of kickoff yeah, the, Peach Bowl game. Yeah, okay. the, the classic, some sort of classic. So the issue there is Oregon travels a long way. Who cares? It's week one. Okay, fair. Um, to the Oregon side, Bo Nix has played Georgia plenty of times. He transfers to Oregon from Auburn. Uh, to the Georgia side, they no, no, lose. No, 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 no! You're missing the huge component. On I'm Oregon. getting there. Oh, they lose Mario Cristobal to Miami, their head coach. So you've got Dan Lanning, who uh, came from Auburn, Georgia, oh. defensive coordinator. I thought Bo Nix played for him. I thought I read that. No, no, no. Played against him. Okay. Dan Lanning just won a national championship. <laughs> coast Kirby Smart. Coaching under Kirby Smart. <laughs> so Dan Lanning goes to Oregon. Uh, and then for Oregon, Georgia loses nine first round, nine, just nine defensive players. Nine defensive players. Six first rounders? But I, I do think that, I think it was like five. That's amazing. They they It's really six if you count Jordan Davis twice because he is <laughs> a behemoth. Um, yeah, I mean, they lose a lot. It, that's not to say that they're not filling in those gaps with sure. very appropriate athletes and, and, and playmakers. But you're still losing a lot, and it's an opener, and there may be some jitters yeah. uh, going on for those guys getting out there. There's a lot of pressure on them. Um, 17 and a half, a lot of points. No George Pickens. Uh, George Pickens didn't play last year, so that's okay. He didn't? He was suspended because right. um, he – pushes people around too much on, on they the football field. don't hire me for my research folks <laughs> <laughs> they sure don't but that's why uh that's why this works all right give me another big game you like i love in terms of big games the florida utah game in the swamp billy napier opener uh at home uh we actually have a lot of florida subscribers um i don't necessarily know if their allegiance is to Florida State, Miami, Florida Atlantic, Florida International, um, perhaps you know maybe something else in there like <laughs> North North Florida, some other transitional school. I like the Billy Napier opener. Um, he's really good against the spread. So Utah like. Utah's minus three at Florida. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Utah's a you know preseason top, top ten. 10. Yep. They return a lot of players on a team that really pushed uh, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl and had a good season. They're Pac, Pac-12 champs. Um, it's going to be muggy. It's going to be a lot different climate. Uh, the Florida fans will be raucous and loud. They've got a whole new era starting. Uh, Former Texas quarterback Cam Rising playing for Utah. Uh, that's right. Cam Rising had a great season last mm-hmm. year. He was really good. Um, I can see why Utah is favored. Uh, there's something something about Florida, though. I think at home and going to be combative, they can stay in the game. I think they probably win the game. Yep. All right. What Next. do you think? What do you think? How about oh, I love Apples? Florida. That was one of the first ones I looked at that I was like, I love that. Getting points at home in an opener. 
with a new coach um, that that had a ton of success at a little school, which, you know, I'll tell you what, that trend hasn't really worked out for Charlie Strong and Tom Herman. I'll name all the Texas coaches that they've grabbed from littler schools that have done poorly. But that, that little school to big school move is not as great as it kind of th- you feel like it would be. Well, Charlie Strong came from Louisville, which is, you know, it's not like a huge program, but I wouldn't, you know, it's Power Five. Yeah, okay. Um, which, what are they going to call that now that there's like no conferences left? The SEC. Okay. <laughs> SEC versus Big Ten. Yes. Um, how about some local flair? A little SMU at North Texas. Rhett Lashley starts uh, his job at SMU before he gets poached by somebody. North Texas falls into the play-to-game crowd. Um, so SMU giving up uh, 11.5 points up in Denton, basically a home game. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the, the Rhett Lashley era, Tanner Mordecai is going to start a quarterback. Preston Stone, Stone, the Dallas kid that was the number one rated quarterback two years ago, uh, likely will sit but will play. Um, that's what he says. Yes. Tanner Mordecai was awesome last year. He was really good. Uh, very tough kid. Transfer from Oklahoma. Uh, what do you think about your beloved Longhorns hosting a little tune-up with the Warhawk of Louisiana Monroe? Well, you know, in reading things uh, preseason, you always get hyped about your own team, although <clears throat> Texas has lost uh, their most senior starting uh, guard, Junior Engelau, and they uh, transfer wide receiver that they thought would fill in nicely. However, they've got B. John Robinson. They've got Xavier Worthy. They've got Quinn Ewers in his first start. We'll see what that's all about. Uh, and you know, Sark, I kind of trust in him, even though, (laughs) I mean, last season was not great. The one thing here is the line is massive. It's huge. It's 37 and a half, seven and a half. And they play Alabama next week. Uh, Monroe. (laughs) Monroe does not play Alabama next week. Oh no. Uh, the Texas Longhorns will play Alabama at 11 a.m. in Austin next week. And so I, if I was going to bet this game, it's it's Louisiana Monroe, I think. I'm going to bet this game, and it's going to be Louisiana Monroe. <laughs> there will be nothing shown on offense. They have three freshmen that likely will play. Two will probably start on the offensive line. And, you know, it's, it's going to be, be a tick, It's going to be a tick, tick, tick game. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I, Louisiana Monroe is not terrible. Um, I, they'll, they'll hang in this game. They'll, yeah. they'll probably keep it. About twenty points. Yep. That's 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 what I'm thinking. Uh, and then we can all freak out and pretend like Bama's going to beat Texas by fifty, right? Because that line's going to get massive. It's going to continue to go up. Because heaven for I mean, nobody's ever seen Alabama, um, you Lose. know, not kick somebody's teeth in. I mean, give me a break. We'll talk about it next week. But Alabama, Nick Saban, two and zero in uh, non-conference road games. Mm-hmm. Are you talking <laughs> about last year? <laughs> No, I'm talking about no all time. Yeah, all time at, at Alabama. Okay. He's two and zero in non-conference road games. Well, he likes to play at home, man. He does. Uh, one game I would like to talk about briefly. I don't really know anything about these teams, but I really like Texas State and Jake Spavadaw. I think he's done great things there. They actually fall into the stat I mentioned earlier. Texas State has not played a game. They play at Nevada, uh, Nevada, 
Nevada played Reno. a game played a game last week. Nevada minus one at home, so basically a pick 'em. I like Texas State uh, in that game. Would you be surprised to know that the public is seventy seven percent backing the uh, Nevada Reno team? No, but I like that. Uh, yeah, that should help uh, in that. We may we may throw that in there on the uh, the grill. Do it for this weekend. I'll tell you the game that I'm Ooh. most looking forward to outside of the, the ones we've already mentioned with the massive um, lines. Curb or, appeal. Uh, let's go Sunday night. Florida State goes to New Orleans, the Superdome, to take on LSU. LSU is going to give up three points in what is basically a home game in the Brian Kelly debut. And Who's their quarterback? Uh, well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, I think they're – I don't know that he – he says he's named a starter, but he isn't telling anybody. What's the guy that transferred? It's a mystery top quarterback list. Who, who transferred to LSU? What's the guy's name? You're t- are you talking about Nussmeyer? No. Because he was there. No, no, no. <clears throat> Hold, please. I'll look this up while you talk. Oh, you're talking about LSU quarterback? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Jamarcus Russell. It's not Jamarcus Russell. Well, then who is it? Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels from, from Arizona, Arizona State. State. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Not Jamarcus Russell? <laughs> Still not him, no. They're built different. They're, you know, one's skinny, and uh, one has eaten all of the footballs. <laughs> <laughs> one of them would like to eat with you in New Orleans. <laughs> we great. would. That would be an expensive night out. I. It is really hard to make out what Jaden Daniels was at Arizona State. I mean, they started off really hot last year, and they finished really cold. Yeah. And he took a lot of blame for it. I think, you know, he's a a dual threat guy. Um, I believe on this podcast you called Herm Edwards a criminal. uh, I think I I probably (laughs) did. That sounds like something I would say. It does. Um, And, well, the cheating that's gone on at Arizona State is kind of – it's amazing. It's almost uncharted territory because even the administration's like, yeah, it's, we knew we were going to get this when we hired him. And and he's still employed, and so is everybody else. It's I the did, old Chris Rock bit. I, I think, didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> I think I think that uh, LSU's going to have a pretty decent season because the recruiting classes have been really, really mm-hmm. pretty solid, and they're not going to have the distraction of Coach O over the program starting from day one, which is what they dealt with last year. Yeah, bringing and a bunch it, of tri-delts into the locker room. And <laughs> go Tigers. Go Tigers. Uh, I do think that, you know, that, that team played Alabama tooth and nail last year. That was a decent team. LSU's not bad. Uh, I think Florida State still has a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I think that's a very coverable uh, line there from what I'm going to dub the home team. Uh, who else do we need to uh, touch on? The Aggies. We got a big Aggie uh, listening contingent uh, group. They host the Sam Houston uh, Rockets. Is that? I don't think we need to talk about this game. Well, what about them naming um, Haynes King? Haynes King. Lobo. Yeah, is is starting quarterback. He's fast. Yep. He's really fast. His coach believes in him. I'm guessing AM is going to run the wing T this year. What's their, the line on that game? <laughs> with their with their two running backs that are awesome and fast Haynes King. That line's got to be massive. Uh, let's see here. I'm always interested in taking uh, the Aggies in an opener. 
Texas A&M is 40. Got to be 40. 44. That's not even listed on here. Oh, it's off the board? Yeah. Oh, because of the status of uh, Sam Houston? Yeah. Well, you're not, not going to be able line. to bet that. How about Albany and Baylor? God, that's another that's one. That's not going to be bet either. Um, how about Cincinnati at Arkansas? Oh, that's a big one. We got uh, a big Arkansas listening. So Arkansas uh, minus, this is another one I picked out early that I really liked. Arkansas minus six and a half uh, against Cincinnati. I think that's just easy pickings. Because it's at home in Fayetteville. Because uh, Arkansas has, is coming off a, a great season. And because Cincinnati loses Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner. Sauce. Amongst others. I love all of those parts of the handicap, yes. And I, I love kind of, Sam Huff or whatever his name is, their coach. That dude's awesome. Uh, Sam Pittman. Yeah, him. He's fantastic. He's going to call the hog. Oh, my gosh. So many hog callings. But I, I love I'm, that I'm, game. I'm kind of surprised the line's that low. I agree. That's what I thought. So maybe there's something going on there. Yeah, right. I don't. That makes me a little bit uh, queasy. Uh, we're going to play that game, though, for sure. And then you've got Oklahoma and the Brent Venables uh, debut. Minus uh, 31. Minus 31 against the UTEP Miners. UTEP uh, played last week. UTEP played last week, which, according to your stat, would favor the Sooners. Correct. And it is the Venables debut. Uh, Kale Gundy will not be in tow <laughs> no, on not. the sideline for that, uh, which is, uh, I for guess, his, predictable. For his poetic reading of... <laughs> Somebody's laptop or what? Did, what did he read? It wasn't good. I'm not going to read it here. Do you even know what it was? I don't know what it was. I think it was the N word. Okay. Nepotism. Yes. Now, my my last game that I want to touch on is going to be centered around Kentucky <laughs> and Miami of Ohio. Really? Yep. Okay. I love Mark Stoops. I do too. He's made a he's made a meal out of that program. I really like Mark Stoops. I think Kentucky won us quite a bit last year. I bet you, you could take. Uh, I bet you we won as many. If we had just played Kentucky games, we would have ended just the same as we did if we played all the games that we did. <laughs> Who likes Mark Stoops more, you or John Calipari? Uh, I like him more than John Calipari That's likes true. him. But I kind of don't think John Calipari cares about what anybody. I don't think he anybody registers with him one way or the other. He's going to do what he damn well pleases. <laughs> That's true. And, and as, as a matter of fact, he is uh, probably going to be in town a few times this year uh, here in Dallas. Uh, there is a basketball player at Lake Highlands that uh, he thinks pretty highly of, as he should and as do most others in that line of work. Did you see the ESPN list? Numero uno. Trey Johnson, Lake Highlands High School Zone, uh, number one 2024 recruit in the country. That's uh, that's fantastic. I, I, I'm not surprised by that, just in following him. Uh, very well deserved, and um, man, he's got two years left in high school basketball. Yeah, our friend Coach Joe Duffield over at Lake Highlands High School did lose B.J. Davis off of that team, unfortunately, but they're, they're stacked. That is a good basketball team yeah i'm gonna be expecting probably some some high rankings nationally from the pundits i.e open in the top 10 yeah samson alatan who's a f senior Ooh. uh 610 he'll get a ton of offers this year i think he's become after watching him the last two seasons he's become a really really good player all right well shout Clemson, out to georgia tech at all uh, don't care it's a tw labor it's day a tw it's a 20 20 point line 22? um it's up to 22 wow yeah. 
uh, people hammering Clemson, Dabo coming off a subpar year. DJ for- Ukulele. That's I don't still don't necessarily buy that. I think Georgia Tech may may hang around in that one for a half. Okay, they suck though. Don't uh, misunderstand me. Well, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, thank you, Brendan. Talk about that promotion. We want people in. We want active players. You can play on us for free for a month. You yeah, thirty days for free. Just go sign up, man, and win. Like football's hard, but we we're plus units last year, plus twelve and a half in NCAA football, plus twenty one units in uh, NFL football. And so, uh, get out there, sign up. It's free for a month. Uh, www.linesite2020.com. All of our picks posted and. All of our historical performance up there. We are, if nothing, filled with integrity and transparency. There's plenty of room at the Hotel California. Follow us at Linesight2020 on Twitter, uh, at Linesight2020 on Instagram, at Linesight2020 on TikTok at some point. (laughs) Coming soon. TikTok. TikTok. But we will see you next week. Thanks, Scott.